There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that oh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las, Las Culturistas calling. I mean, this is a great moment in time. I feel that it is. We have been watching all season what I'm going to call the television event of the year. It's appointment television. Yes. At this point, we're going to talk about the episodes that have aired up till now. Of The White Lotus. So big, big, big spoiler alert up ahead. If, you, if you're not caught up. It's, it's time. Im- it's time. It's important that you are and that you do catch up. And I hate telling the readers to turn back now, but it's important because I, I obviously wouldn't want to ruin anything because this is that show that is like... Every single minute gives something to talk about. And I also have to say, so there's been five episodes out by now. And mm-hmm. I, w- I wonder if you agree. At the end of episode five, there's a moment that is like the ass-eating scene in season yeah. one. It's going to have everybody talking. And of course, we're talking about when the nephew fucks his own uncle in the ass. Okay. Oh, that's his uncle. Yes, bitch. Oh, my God. See, this is all... I'm, it's I, all I'm coming st- back to, to quote a great McCall- singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not even going to... Why? It's early in the morning. It's early no, in it's the actually, morning. It's, actually, a little <laughs> it's a little raspy. past noon. I'm warmed up because I just came from Grinder has gone public. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Which is the definition of queer rights. I <laughs> what's what's the IPO, I wonder? G R N D R. Great. I might um buy at least twenty percent. Of the company. <laughs> At least 20%. I want to. I want to feel like Barbara Corcoran up in this. Oh my God! Piece. You're yeah. ready to go in. I'm ready to go in and make decisions. Here's. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What's more queer rights? 
Grinder going public in the New York Stock Exchange or, and Crystal Waters and Jada Essence Hall performing this morning. I mean, that's hard to beat. Or Essex fuckboy fucking his own uncle. Or <laughs> me <laughs> on the way to this episode of Las Culturistas listening to Oh, Into the Unknown. No, girl, the theme to White Lotus. Oh my god. I'm you're not doing the you're not doing like the tongue movement. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, the warbling. Yeah. So what it, this is me running to the episode today. I'm running, running, running. That's happening. Yeah. My ear pod falls out of my ear, falls on the ground. <gasps> I go, shit. I go, <laughs> and I pick up the thing, I put it back in my ear, and I start running again. And I hear and it just like sort of like keeps Can changes. I tell you something is happening right now in the culture? Tell me what is happening in the culture right now. Soundtracks and scoring is really <laughs> ambiently affecting everyone's lives and shaping the experience of things. Uh -huh. um, and it's there's nothing more electrifying. And I was walking here so galvanized. Yeah. Because I knew we were coming to what was going to be a legendary episode of this podcast. And this is quite a week. This is quite a week. Because yesterday, I just want to say, I was on the Kelly Clarkson show. Oh my God, we can talk about this We now. can talk about I it. I had it. I put it on my fucking calendar. I said, Matt's on Kelly. My today. number, I'm telling the guest, my number one favorite person in this world since I'm 11 years old is Kelly Clarkson. Yesterday, I got to be on her show to promote my special, Have You Heard of Christmas, which is streaming on December 2nd. Mm. And let me tell you, the energy was mm. so, oh, am I going to cry? So literally warm, gorgeous, oh. just open. And I couldn't have asked for a better experience with the person that has meant so much to me. And I sat next to Chloe Grace Moretz herself. Amazing. She was a gag. We talked Amazing. housewives off air. She is a scholar. And I'm saying like, wow, the way that this year has been like literally made worth it just for that one meeting. Alone. Oh, man. And uh, what's important is that you got to meet her on your terms, quote unquote. You'd been in the audience. You had opportunities to say hello to her. You decided years ago when Joel went on, you were like, no, I can't meet her. I can't meet her. I would love the ideal situation is someday I'm going to meet her when it's my own thing. I was just like, because I, I always break down and cry before I even take steps to her because I've been when in you her think about her, you get emotional. Literally. And so like, um, then there I was. And to have my first meeting with her ever on cam, uh, like that rocks. rocks. And, and also what I love about her, the cameras go up. She's the same person as the cameras go down. But swearing like a sailor mm -hmm. like it is every other third what have you like, we have to ask the guest but like this was it was amazing and i just wanted to make sure that i honored the fact that i did meet her and the readers the loyal readers have been waiting for this moment and i've been waiting for this moment and so i want to acknowledge and say it was better than i ever oh my imagined. god Matt, i'm so happy for you please everyone readers watch have you heard of christmas on showtime it's coming week? out on december 2nd uh, this friday this friday so exciting and speaking of so I did Vulture Festival oh my in, God. in LA. It was one of my first like things to start promoting the special. And I literally, I look at the schedule, right? Mm -hmm. And I see... Betty. That I see, well, Betty, who I, I had always wanted to do the special because like, I just, if I was going to do a sing-along, I had to have you Betty. You had to. Have but I look at the schedule and I see that there's going to be an advanced screening of, at the time, episode three of White Lotus with Megan Fahey. And I said to myself... Maybe mm. it would be the gag to invite Megan on. And I, cause I knew that our friend Steven Simbari manages her. Yeah. And so I reach out and I'm like, would this be possible? Thinking probably, probably busy, probably not interested, et cetera. Came, slayed. Oh, we've seen the video. And 
And you gotta look at the video because if you don't know, now you know. This is not only a capital A actress, capital S star, capital S singer. You must understand, this is a person that is on the precipice of majorness and already just like, oh. like it's like so, so, so incredible in everything that she's done. We're so excited that she's here. You know her from the bold type. You know her from this season of The White Lotus. Fucking get this next to normal on Broadway. Uh, yeah, legendary. A, a multitude of things and a massive future. Uh, and literally, the readers are ready for this one. Everyone's it's ready all for this it's one. It's all clicking. It's Do you all know what clicking. I mean? Like, even with the Vulture Fest video <laughs> of you two singing Oh Holy Night, by the way, she, she asks a very valid question, which is, does anyone know the second verse? And we'll get do, into it. You came ready. You know, I've I've just watched so many like Beltrises do that song yeah, yeah. in my life that I it's like And Josh Groban. Don't <laughs> don't count him out. Well, she's a Beltris. She's a Beltris. That's a rule of culture number fifty nine. Josh, Josh Groban is, is a Beltris. And we look forward to all her future projects. But you two just hitting the vine, that last vine. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, do it. Oh no, I'm not doing it, but the Diva. Oh Night D you guys both beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful um, sort of synchronicity. It was, it was a gorgeous moment in time. Moment. One of my favorite life moments. And we're now she's here in person. We're doing this in person. Yes. We're, we're recording a lot of our episodes in person again. And it's such a joy. We're so happy she's here. Everyone, please welcome Megan Fahey. <laughs> oh, my God. We're so Hello. Happy. Hi. It's like such a joy to have you here because like that was such a moment. I literally I was like, she'll never say yes. And then you said yes and came and crushed. I still can't believe that we did that because uh, it's been so long since I've even sung in front of anybody. Really? Really? Yeah. And you were so chill about it. You were like, it's whatever, like rehearse if you want or don't. Well, then you uh, showed up to rehearsal and I was like, and I saw Eric Gerson, who was musical oh, directing for me, who's our old friend. And like, at one point you're rehearsing and like you walked <laughs> off after you did. And he looks at me like, what? And I was like, yeah, I know. It's like the real deal. No, but I thought it was going to be a duet. <laughs> so we got so I got there to rehearse so uh -huh. I was like I'm not just showing up and winging this yeah which is what ended up happening anyway <laughs> oh my god That's just and, and he was MO. like what's like what kind of key and I was like well whatever works for Matt like <laughs> probably we should talk about that and he was like no I think whatever works for you yeah uh, <laughs> okay so then is this good or bad that you show up and, it, and it's a little it sounds like it might have been too chill is this, is this fair to no, say no it was great okay. because like your easy breeziness yeah. made me less Great. nervous, yeah. and I was so nervous at really? the idea of it. And then when I got up there, and because I had been watching the show, which was going so well, oh. and everybody was loving you so much that I just actually got up there and had fun. Yeah. And then, of course, we did like what ended up being well, because a you truly me spontaneous duet. Well, because wow. you brought me in. And also, the thing is, like, so I would never actually endeavor to sing that song because I feel like that is like the great big song yeah. of Christmas. And then when you were like, now, who actually knows the second verse to this song? I literally, there was a thing in my head and I had the mic as the host of the show and I was like, I think I know the second verse. And there we are all the way in your key. <laughs> All the way. And that was the thing that really took me out. I was like, how dare you sing this higher and better than me? And that is not true. It and is true. No, both, no, no, no. Stunning. You were both amazing, resplendent. It was just even on the video, which yeah. I was like, it must have been something else to be there in person. It was so fun. That was a really, was really fun special. show. That was Thank a really good one. Thank you for having one. me. That I was mean, like one of my favorite life moments. Oh, come on. But I'm then, serious. So Stephen tells me you had a Christmas album as a kid or like okay. you sang Christmas <gasps> music so as a kid. I'm like still on the fence about <laughs> whether or not 
You have to we, share. We I don't want anybody to know this, but it is true. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a Christmas album that Amazing. I made when I was like twelve. What? All covers, all illegal. Um, oh, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no rights. Is it streamable? Certainly not. Okay. <laughs> My grandfather is dressed as Santa Claus and featured on the album art. Naturally. Oh. What were some of the songs? Yeah. I mean, I'm giving you literally like the Simpson sister Christmas duet. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, God. so it's like, Have you so, heard it? No, what is that? They do um, the little drummer boy. Oh, oh, you mean like Ashley and Jessica. Yeah, that, pum, pum. Yes. Oh, the literal Simpson sisters. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh my God. Here we go. So here's the thing about Prumpa Pum Pum by the Simpson sisters. <laughs> That's actually one of the great Christmas standards. Absolutely. Okay. And you were 12. I think you're our age. That, that We were 12. Yeah. So this was peak Simpson. Yeah. yeah. Oh my like, God. You like, it wasn't even that you gave it time to like let their little drummer boy like congeal in the culture. You yeah. just went I took for it. it. Yeah. Oh my God. Brava. What else? Uh, Kelly Clarkson's Grown Up Christmas List. Grown Up Christmas List. Are you you a Kelly fan? Of course. Yeah. Wait, so did you sing with her? I didn't. So so my publicists were sort of like, would you want us to float singing with her? And so like I said, I'm like in pure panic and terror whenever it comes to things like that because, you know, it's one thing to sing by yourself because you can sort of like, mess around like I'm duh, obviously like a comedian who is so sing and then well. like when they're like would you want to sing with Kelly Clarkson can we float that as an option I literally was like no 10 car alarm like no <laughs> way like do not do it like I would never dare sing with her but like I understand the question of course but the answer is a hard no have you been on her show wait so you didn't no oh Matt one day maybe the one day I get it you know what I mean? I totally get it. It's it's like almost too much. I mean, she's, I think, well, let's talk about this. Who is the best singer? Like, it probably, I, I would say when she, the way she can sing anything, I'm like, you're scary. Like, yeah. she, she's like wild. Yeah, it is a little spooky. Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like you will have another opportunity. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, let's just say it went well enough where the producers were like, you have to come back, which is what oh, you always want to hear. Okay, so... I feel like a performance on a second visit yeah, is actually Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Oh my god! Would you okay. do it? Have you been on her show? I also would not do it. Uh, no, I, I think I would just look at her and cry. Like I don't. Oh, but you could. could you? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. Were you a Kelly fan? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like anyone already. I mean, like, and this comes full circle because, like, it's a little bit of my culture moment later than yes. I share. Oh my god! Yay! But. I used to like sit in my basement and like stare out my basement window singing mm-hmm. Breakaway. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cut to like kind of recently when I learned that Avril Lavigne wrote that song. Yes, she did. She did. And it, it's complicated, so to speak, <laughs> because there's Avril and Kelly history. Do you know the story of Avril and Kelly? I don't think I so do. So this is the okay. story of Avril and Kelly. So, so this, this is a gag. So when Kelly was a finalist in the top two on American Idol, this is like Avril's big moment. Avril's like hugely famous from like Skater Boy and like complicated. You know, complicated. I'm She's with like you. having a big moment. Yeah. So this is between Skater Boy and I'm with you. Avril Lavigne wins Best New Artist at the VMAs, and presenting that is Justin Guarini and Kelly Clarkson, who mm-hmm. were in the midst of the finals week of American Idol. So they are so excited. They announce Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne, who's image at the time is very like punk rock like (laughs) i'm better than this meanwhile her hooks were literally 
fucking pop Gorgeous hooks. Pop like yeah, yeah. she was a pop singer, but she was, pretended she was more right punk. So then she gets up on stage, and Kelly goes to hug her. Avril takes her arm, lifts it over her head, and like rudely takes the award from her and goes to the mic. And, what? And literally. <laughs> and I'm sitting there at home being like, I am done. I was like, I can't believe this. And I'm a dyed you in the wool. Never <laughs> listen to another Avril Lavigne song no, literally, again after and, that. And then literally what happened was I'm watching it and I'm sitting there seething. You're eleven. I'm a, I'm eleven years old. I'm sitting there pissed. I, I think I'm twelve. So then like I remember a few weeks later, I'm in the car. I think my <gasps> I think my dad was driving me to like literally catechism, like Wednesday night, oh. like religious school. I'm already in a bad mood, so I'm in the car and I'm hearing this song, looking for a place, I'm standing for a face, uh-huh. whatever the fuck. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of a major bop. Uh-huh. I was like, and it's, <laughs> I'm, and it's, and it's yeah. I'm with you. I'm yeah. like, wait. Yeah. And then she starts really wailing the end, and I'm like, oh, is this? And then the radio announcer goes, that's the new one from Avril Lavigne. And I was so mad because I was like, oh, wait, she actually can really sing. And that song was legendary. Yeah, It was the first time I had ever heard I'm With You. And I was like, fuck. And then I was like, god damn it. Like the moral conundrum of (laughs) knowing she was so rude to my girl. Yes. And also that she had wailed this song. I was like, I still can't. And then later would write Breakaway. Then she wrote Breakaway, which was like a B-side that Avril didn't want anymore. Yeah, because there's a demo version of Avril Lavigne singing it. Yes. That's on YouTube. Yes, there is. And so so then later, years later, Howard Stern, Kelly was on Howard Stern, and Kelly told, told the story of how rude Avril was. And she was like, <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. And she was like, Yeah, it was really nasty and made me feel really bad because wow. everyone treated us like shit. She that was like, sucks. Yeah, when we were American Idol finalists, like at that show, she was like, Everyone treated us like shit that night. And when that happened on stage, I felt worthless. Oh my yeah. God. And then, but then recently Avril was on Kelly's show. Yes. And they didn't mention it. That whole thing. But it's all, it seems all patched. Everything's up. fine now. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because that was well, not the Kelly's only. Kelly's a classy gal. She's, yeah. no, she's you know? the best. And then that Miss Independent was written by Christina Aguilera and was oh, a Christina Aguilera really? B-side. Wow. Yes. So Kelly was getting like the cast off songs. But yeah. making them hits. monster hits. I mean, yeah, both yeah, of those yeah. were huge hits. Right, right, right. So this, wow. is, this just goes to say, like Kelly can take any song and make it the moment. Oh, for sure. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly 
bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed, finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed, I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Your first talk show appearance was Jimmy Kimmel, like yes. last week. Oh, yeah. Or two weeks ago. Last you were night. such a natural. That is so nice. I have never been more terrified. Are you sh- really? Yeah, wow. yeah. Like, and for the duration, too. Like, oh, the whole no. time I was sitting there, I was like, You were a charm so- bouquet. Like, <laughs> you came so off nice. so cool. Definitely. So lovely. I mean, oh, he was great. I mean, he was lovely. So and everybody that works for him, too, was like, from the second I got out of the car, everybody was just so nice. Yeah, they were probably you know, excited to see you. It was just really sweet. Uh-huh. So I, yeah, I'm I, I'm glad that it's over. <laughs> yeah, but there'll be so many more, and you must be like really enjoying this because like I don't know how it feels to even book White Lotus and then go there and like film it in that insane location with what seems to be like a really fun cast. But, oh like, yeah. Then to see it received so well, like it just has to be crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy town. It's yeah. crazy town USA. <laughs> like, I can't even believe I'm sitting here talking to you guys right now. No, come on. I think you're no, just no, no, both no. so cool. No, shut no, up. don't even. I'm serious. <laughs> what I loved was hearing, wait, you auditioned for the first season. I did. What part did you audition for? Um, 
the the Alex Daddario role. Alex Daddario oh, part. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So then like you do that and you th- and then you see it and it's like uh, this stunning <laughs> show and then you get the audition for the second season or was it like he thought of you? I don't know. I mean, there was a very long casting process. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I imagine. Of course. Actually, <laughs> now I'm remembering something really funny that happened at the premiere. Wait, I need to say So, that. so um it was a t- it was an agent yeah. of, okay. of a of a person who I won't say. Sure. And this agent was like so lovely and like truly meant so well. Uh-huh. Hey. But somebody brought him up to me at the party. They were like, we want to introduce you to this person. He really wants to meet you. He comes up. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. He's like, we made a picture together. I'm so happy for you. I was like, thank you so much. He was like, and I mean, after what happened to you on the first season... You must have just wanted to kill yourself. Oh, he's like, he was like, I mean, there it was—the biggest moment of your Come whole career on. out the window. And I went like right into it with him. I was like, yes, yeah, there it was, gone. Like I fully just went with him. But I was like, this man, not not this man, being like, you must have just wanted to end it all. Yeah, to unalive like, yourself yeah. at the premiere. <laughs> so right, like in my head, I'm like packing my bags and moving back to Massachusetts, and I'm like. Wait, 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 no. What? I'm at the... I, it, it's a happy ending. It, it worked yeah. out. <laughs> no, I feel like everything did work out because I feel like this part with you Ooh. is like... it. I was. I told you, like, when I saw you the other day at rehearsal, like, she's, like, walking up to the stage and I'm like, by the way, I was like, you're fucking kicking my ass in this show. Like, it was from the second year on screen, it is, like, so great. I love you and Aubrey together. Yeah. Thanks. It really oh. is, like... I, can you talk about, like what that relationship is like what is she like because i feel like she's like sort of enigmatic in a way you know what i mean yeah. like you get who she is on screen but like that had to be like a fun relationship yeah it was so fun and i think that our natural energies yeah are so different that it does sort of just innately create this sort of fascinating dynamic mm-hmm. when we're doing scenes together uh-huh. but i think that's true for basically everybody in the cast like yeah. mike has this amazing quality to him where he just like knows that you have something mm-hmm. that he needs mm. for that character and he kind of just lets you like do whatever you want with that yeah, yeah. and it, he's so good at picking the thing yeah uh-huh. that there's sort of this like ease to all of it because right. of that because i feel like there are things about this season that i really 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 am picking up on in a way that i i don't know maybe it's because i'm like paying a little bit more attention than i was first it's recency bias like First season feels like a million years ago, even though it was. But we were saying we we love this season, like we love the first season. This second season is. I feel like there's this alchemy through you guys as actors, but also obviously through Mike. But it's like between you and Theo, there's a very interesting, fertile thing there. But then <clears throat> this last scene in episode five. I watched it like four times. Yeah, I said to Bowen, I was like, you have to text me after you watch this because I think this is maybe one of the best written scenes I've seen in a really, really long, long time. Because it's all subtextual. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's probably an actor's dream. It, I'm sure it was a huge challenge on a technical level for you. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it came very organically. But Matt and I were texting each other. The line reads over text of just... Is it? Is it? Whoopsie. I'll find it later. Anyway point is yeah you get a trainer i just it's just like that that idea of like you you basically saying right there don't fuck with my family which i loved yeah yeah well you look at you managing what you can and cannot (laughs) say well no i mean i think what daphne is actually insinuating in that moment is like quite dark yeah absolutely um which is an actor's dream because that's so fun to play like these like nuanced like under the surface you're saying one thing and you're 
meaning something Ooh. else kind of like and Mike's writing is so good that like it does kind of come easily in a way because mm. it's just like all there in the words. Uh-huh. But yeah, I I don't know if I should say what I think she's insinuating or not because I I don't even know. You know a lot. You know a lot. So and then you don't want to tip <clears throat> anything. But the thing is, to I wonder like what is he like as a director? Because he's also an actor. Which I which yeah. I, I've worked with a lot of actor directors actually. I and have you like yeah yeah a couple yeah. It's mm-hmm. very different the way that they get in there and the way because the, they they almost they don't want to tip anything or give too heavy a direction. It is all there, but I wonder like what's the experience of working with him as a director? It's kind of amazing because he's. He's actually very unconcerned. Like, he knows exactly what he wants. Mm. He gives very clear notes. Mm. He doesn't give a ton of notes. Interesting. And if you ask him a question, like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, or, I I don't know, I was thinking about this scene, and he'll literally just be like, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, whatever you want. Yeah, I had a feeling like like, he just is so light about it. Yeah. Which is kind of was a little bit surprising to me, I think, on some level, because. He's so razor sharp with what he's trying to execute. And with the yeah. end product, it's always so crisp. I was kind of surprised yeah. to to experience him as being that free. Yeah. And somehow also specific, you know? Yeah. It depends on the actor. Like, for someone who's relatively inexperienced like me, like, if I'm not getting something mm. clear from a director, I, like, I spin out just a little bit and I go, well, all right. Like, yeah. in my mind, yeah. like, the guiding hand is not, like, coming in in the way that I want it to and that's your own ego but the fact that it all works like for you and Mike that's very cool well yeah I mean I I think I experienced that like we all do like as actors there's a part of us that's sort of conditioned to sort of like need the guidance Mm -hmm. crave the approval like yes have the back and forth and all those things and so it can be really uncomfortable in a space where you're not necessarily getting that like gratification all the time yeah but I think it's really effective in a way because mm-hmm. it sort of forces you to like make choices. Yeah. And um again like he he very much guided everybody, of but course. he's also not entirely concerned with like backstory mm-hmm. and you know as actors it's like you show up and you're like Right. Well, I have to have all these like intelligent questions to ask because I just need him to know that I'm thinking about things yes, and I yes, care yes. and I have opinions and you made the right choice for asking me to be here. Like, uh, uh, and I had this meeting with him on my schedule when I first got to Italy and it was like 30 minutes on my schedule and I was like freaking out. I was like, I have, this is my opportunity to tell him why I deserve to be here. And he was like, so do you have any questions? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> and he was like, okay, cool. Well, if you want to change anything, let me know. I'm here. Text me, call me, whatever. Wow. And literally that was it. And then Theo came in and we chatted with him a little bit, but he was so like, he's like, whatever helps you. Yeah. Like if you want to go through the backstory and figure out the things, like go for it. Uh-huh. He was like, but the vibe that I got from him is like, whatever helps you is great. Yeah. And I'm here if you need anything, yeah. but also like go play. Because you almost get the sense that like the casting is the part where maybe say, where maybe that's where he's thinking a lot, yeah. and that's why maybe it was a long casting process. Because finding the right person for all these roles is really important. Because when you find that person, 
then you're then you're the like we know we over. trust them yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatever they do on screen is what we wanted because i guess that's what acting is right it's like catching someone in a moment and then yeah. like these people are just supposed to be living their lives and so whatever you do on screen is gonna read right. it doesn't have to be all this heady stuff it, it mm-hmm. can be like thrown away and i wonder do you guys do a lot of takes do you move on quickly kind of yeah yeah mm-hmm. which you is know, scary we right yeah that, it I is. always yeah. felt like that. Whenever like they say like, okay, we're moving on, and then like no one comes over and looks you in the eyes and is like, hey, that was good, and what you did here, here, and here was good, and that's why we're moving on, which they don't do, because they get it, and then they move on because everyone has a job to do, but right. you're like, right. hold on, wait a second, what? As like, soon as they say like checking the gate, you're like, wait, wait no, 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 don't, I, I could probably do it better, Yeah, you know? Oh, but I wonder if it is like, we're capturing these people in a moment. If like that's what acting is, I'm sure it was informed by the fact that you guys were in Sicily, like on, on this beautiful resort. Or was it very like, yeah, were you you were there to work, or were you there to like experience things in the way that like, Daphne was? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the line definitely felt blurred at certain points mm-hmm. because you are living in the hotel yeah. that you're wow. shooting. You know what I mean? So you're you're in a way ha- you are having that experience. Yeah, yeah. Was it weird? at a certain point I'm I mean sure. it's kind of weird but it's like fancy like actor summer camp which is like always kind of a fucked up thing yeah. you know like we literally had that we with did Fire that. Island yeah. and so I, I always say like people know about 10% of the story from like what we, what the movie shows and like what we say in the press and everything because like yeah. existing all together as a cast that's like doing this like stuff that's a little bit meta because like we all know what it's like to be on vacation with friends or like a boyfriend or whatever and yeah. then like you're you're doing it and you're there for a long time with each other and there's dynamics at play so it's very yeah, yeah. it's a thing i'm sure yeah, there it's are a, stories it's layered for sure yeah but overall it was amazing how long yeah. were you there from February to like the end of July. Wow. Shut up. Yeah. And that's a quick turnaround. So of this year. Yeah, we wrapped at the end of July and the show came out in October. Wow. Which is mind boggling. Yeah, that's honestly. quick. Yeah. yeah. That's quick, especially for something that feels so intricate. Uh-huh. Because that's another like compliment I have for the series is that it's really hard to make that many characters feel completely fleshed out. Yeah. And like when I started watching the episodes which is something that I actually really struggle with. I hate of watching myself. Most I think people we all have do. a hard time. Yeah. But I am such a fan of the show and I love what everybody else is doing so much that I'm just like, fuck it, I'm watching it. But um, I saw some things in the edit uh-huh. where like, I remember being in a scene and Mike being like, can you say this? And just like adding a thing yeah. and then it being in the edit yeah. in this way where I was like, he knew Ooh. then probably that he wanted to put that there in that way. Like, I saw like into his brain for like two seconds. Like he's editing the show while he's shooting it. Yeah. Amazing. It was really unbelievable. Yeah. Can you think of any examples from the first five episodes or is it too granular? I think it was in the first episode, actually. It was something that Daphne says in the scene where they're all sitting around drinking spritzes together. Mm -hmm. But I can't remember exactly what the line was. There's the scene of you guys in Noto, the edibles scene I, I love how it was just like oh yeah the bull elephants monologue is a moment bull and a elephants half. monologue is amazing but even just like the acting like on drugs is like so heady for an actor yeah. I, I guess but i think it was so perfectly calibrated it wasn't like overtaking like the performance it wasn't even overtaking like the dialogue in the scene it was just these two people who were talking were stuck in this big villa or palazzo just like waxing philosophic mm-hmm. about life 
and then the whole bull elephant's monologue, and then obviously the moment of like I'm not a victim is just so uh. mm, like I, I hope you're very proud. I know it's weird to watch yourself, but like I mean, I feel like you're such a standout on the show. But everybody, it's like what we're saying. It's like there's not a weak link. There no. really isn't. There really isn't. Uh, yeah. Sabrina Imperioli, so Simona Tabasco. I'm forgetting Mia's name. Impachatore is her name. Oh, Impachatore is Michael Imperioli. Ma- no, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting my it's name. It's just every up, character so that pops up, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to see what the fuck this yes. is going to be. Yes. Even the characters I really don't like. And you know, it's, it's funny because like, which has nothing to do with anyone's performance. It's obviously all there. But the like, you know what character I really struggle with? I texted you, Portia. Yeah. Like, uh, to me, she irritates me so much because I'm just like, what do you want? But haven't you been her, though, like between two guys? I think I have. And I think that, yeah. I, I've been in that situation a million times. And I, I have a great deal of shame about it. Yeah. Or not shame, but just like internal, like, oh, man, that is a human thing. Like, Well, it's that thing of like, there's the guy that you should go with. And then there's the guy that like, for some whatever the fuck reason, like turns the screws. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like, And this, this, this <laughs> fucking smoke show, uh-huh. Leo Woodall, uh-huh. who plays the we British guy. Leo. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we love yeah. Leo. We really do. Um, (laughs) And like the reveal at the end of five, like I'm still processing that that's uncle. Yeah, I know. That's the darkness by blood. Yes. (laughs) And that's like why he's there. You know what I mean? Is it is it actually, though? Oh, okay. Or is he just saying it's his uncle? Yeah, oh, see, so I like, guess we don't know yet. Like, I don't even know the answer to that question. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I think yeah. it's probably possible yeah. that he's not related to him. Yeah. Okay. Or that he just he, and then says, maybe he's just there, you know, to, 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 to do that purpose and be fun. And like, of course, the cover is like, it's my uncle. Yeah. You, you do know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's I a, that. If it really is his uncle, that is... Fucked. Really. Yeah. Truly, so, yeah, I mean, but but also like it feels so the show. Like when she when Jennifer Coolidge just started to walk down the hallway, I'm like, by the way, I felt like Jennifer like slayed this episode really to this last episode. episode. I mean, the opera scene was so so fab. Good. beautiful, and um, her waving at the <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's so funny, but it's so like that. It's so her. Yeah. It, it, when the she's character. walking down the hallway and like you hear these noises. Oh my of god! Sex, I was like, I, I know what this coming, is going to be. And I literally yeah. was like, Oh my god! Oh yeah, my god. I'm so scared. <laughs> Yeah, but it was, I mean, it continues to be just, like, that show. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm so excited it's going to continue. And obviously, like, it is an anthology, so we won't see you in that one. But I wonder if we'll see Jennifer. I wonder if Jennifer's going all around the world. Who knows? Who knows? Who does know? Who does who know? Does Look know? Oh, gosh, she's like, just sipping for water. Megan. <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey. 
Try new bubbly burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners. We're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Okay, so obviously everyone should be watching The White Lotus, but let's get into the damn thesis of Lost Culture, which was Megan Fahey. What was the culture that made you say culture was for me? This is that thing in pop culture that for some reason you look back on and you're like, that changed me. Okay, well, here we are. Yeah. Avril Lavigne in a tie. Are you serious? I swear to God. Like, it really, I can genuinely sit here and tell you that it changed my life yeah okay what was it about it sartorially <laughs> yeah was yeah, it yeah please unpack yeah <laughs> i 
Honestly, I don't even know. I what, love it. Why? I just, I was so affected by her presence at that time. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. truly started going to Abercrombie and Fitch and buying men's, men's cargo men's. pants to wear to school. Wow. Etnies skate shoes. Yes. yes. She's never been on a skateboard in her life. No, but she, she wants the aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Multiple pairs yeah. of skate shoes. Yeah. Oh my God. Where did you grow up? Uh, Western Mass. Western Mass. Uh-huh. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, so then, like, you know, for Christmas one year, my lovely, adorable parents, <laughs> like, <laughs> I could cry when I think about them, like, going onto the Avril Lavigne site and, like, <gasps> buying the official merch tie wow. for me for Christmas. And then, like, shortly thereafter, her coming out in an interview and being like, I hate it when other people wear ties. Like, I was wearing ties she because nobody else was wearing them. And I was 13 or 14 or <laughs> no. whatever. And I was like... I won't recover from this. No, oh my God. that's the thing. Is it's like it, it like, was really a big heartbreak. Do you ever see the interviews from her like now from that time? And she was like, "I don't fucking know, man. I don't like fucking hate pop music, man. Like fuck it. Like I don't even know to be a fucking pop star, man." I'm like, "Are you crazy? You're 18 yeah. years old. Like was she, she really was on that? hinge? Was it 18 or was she it? was young? And so yeah. like we give her. A I think she was 17 that. when her first album came out. I think uh-huh. you're right. I think you're right. And I remember like hearing radio DJs talk about her like, yeah, this is the new hot chick on the scene. I'm like, this girl, I'm, I'm like 12 and I'm like, this girl's too young. <laughs> like, I, I know there's something fishy about this one. Why are they talking like this? Like, was this, okay, so do you think this is like a tomboy phase or was it not even that? It was just like this punk slash skater aesthetic, which was at the time and still is like. Just very cool, very exciting. Like there was like a quality and like a convention around it that was very interesting to people. I feel like it just gave me permission in some way yeah. to like access this part of myself that I didn't, I couldn't before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like you know, I sang a lot growing up, and so I used to do these like really embarrassing like, <laughs> like one time for like Disney Radio, I uh, I like rocked up to like this place with like a karaoke machine and like sang covers. <gasps> and I sang one of I sang one of her like darker cuts from the first album. Yeah. What was it? Do you remember? Uh yeah. It was like losing grip. Wait, it was like <laughs> not losing, losing grip. grip. It's been so long I write this song. You don't know me. Don't ignore me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, see, this is yeah, the, this is yeah. the thing. It's like my sister had the album, and I would hear her listening to it. And this was the post the Kelly thing, yeah. and so I was trying so hard, <laughs> but the hooks were good. I mean, you were onto something. To be fair, guy, I saw rudeness, and I called it out. <laughs> the guy who was like running the little event that I did, where I sang a cover of that song to a karaoke track, was like, maybe next time, cut that one. Ooh. It was like, it's a little too heavy. And I was like, yeah, too hardcore for you. Disney <laughs> radio. <laughs> like, I loved that that happened. I was like, oops, too dark. I was too edgy for Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to know something? What we had on in the car every hour, every minute we were driving was Radio Disney. <laughs> yeah, that was huge. It was huge. And there would be like little local ads for like, they're doing an event at the mall. And like, I would beg i wouldn't i wouldn't even get to the point of asking my parents to go but i in my mind i was like if i could show up yeah i would blow everyone away yeah i'm but sure you would have i'm yeah. sure i wouldn't have but it was it, the dream was just like to show up at one of those things and meet other kids or something meet other something kids like with talent yeah with talent. you wanted to be a part of the biz you wanted to get on the radio i yeah. wanted to get on the radio yeah. or just to like be on stage or something totally. you know like i but i feel like 
this is like you like honing this skill for years and years. And this is. But that's also like it speaks to this thing that I think we all probably felt as children. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. did you feel like there was just something inside of you where you just like you just sort of knew that at some point you would probably do some weird stuff in this arena? Like, not even as it applied to being like super successful at it, but like, oh, I don't yeah. I just like I didn't end up going to college because. You were working. I did next to normal. Yeah. And I just remember like when I knew that I wasn't going to school, like I had applied to colleges and stuff. I like wasn't that surprised that it wasn't happening. Like I grew up and I was like, I'm going to go to college. That was always the plan. Like I was never planning to not go. But when it didn't happen, I was like, oh, yeah, that seems right. Some, uh, somehow uh, like yeah. did you guys have that when you were kids like in any I, way I definitely felt like connected to like I remember when American Idol first started happening and there was a concept of you could go audition and be yes. from anywhere that, yeah. that like changed the paradigm for me I think that's why I latched onto Kelly so much is because I genuinely felt like she came from nowhere and got to become a star just from being talented and being herself and etc and that definitely was like a North Star for me to the point where during the second season of American Idol there was a contestant named Matt Rogers and I I thought well now season I can two? never get my dream yeah season two <gasps> oh, and I was like I, I remember being like they're never gonna have another Matt Rogers on American Idol oh, and I remember thinking as like a 13 year old like that will be the way that I become who I'm supposed to become is through American Idol like delusional suburban kid you know what I mean but like it's it's like not delusional because yeah, not at all. You were seeing it like you. Well, I I just saw it as like a feasible path forward because that was what was fed to us by the American yeah. Idol messaging machine. It was like it can happen to you. And also at that time, I was realizing I was gay and stuff. I'm like really wanting an escape and really thinking like it's got to be bigger and more than this. Yeah. So like I do identify with what you're saying, and clearly Bowen was like, once I storm the stages of Disney Channel, it's going to be over for these hoes. Not not even <laughs> Disney Channel. Any Radio street. Disney. Radio. We're yeah. all ears. Oh yeah. my god! We're all ears. <laughs> you, you, that's the, that was the jingle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I love this answer so much because it's not just Avril Lavigne. You're saying it's Avril Lavigne with a tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the perfect kind of answer where it's so specific. It was bigger than just Avril Lavigne, and thank God because as we know, she was a cruel woman, <laughs> a cruel girl. The second album. Uh, slaps amazing well that was when i had to start retracting it because like did you think that i was gonna give it up to you oh my god this is better yeah, sing. Yeah, that, that don't song. try to tell me what to do oh, don't try to tell me that what song to gets say. forgotten okay and the messaging okay. is still hits like it, totally you know she's still out here like telling you to do whatever the fuck you want yes. yes what's crazy though is i actually saw her so that was the first concert i ever went to great my best friend and her older sister took me and like, then wow, i saw Avril. avril Lavigne in vegas oh. for the while we were young fest which oh. was like, oh, which got, yeah a few which weeks got, ago yeah, oh my god how was it so like <laughs> you're familiar with the the conspiracy theory that she's, that she's replaced. Yes, yes, yeah. yes that she's been replaced <laughs> wow what is the theory at what point wow. did she die i was hurting to think album? about it i just like <laughs> I just have never seen someone like truly sounded amazing. Yeah, she's got a great voice. I mean, we can say it. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing going on underneath? Like a real like 
roteness. Sure. R O T E. Uh huh. Or just like I I, don't, I hesitate to say robotic or something because that's I feel like this. Well, I, you, you don't want to say like this person, whoever this person is, is inhuman. No, like, but I think that it probably like, is fair to say that she's been doing it a long fucking time, uh-huh. and there definitely was a point in her career where she was like, you know what, give him girlfriend, give uh, him, give him, res- give him the kawaii. You know what I mean? Like she definitely like checked out or like stopped trying to do. It was it was Hello Kitty was when it was Hello like, Kitty was a wild moment in time. Yeah, that was a wild <laughs> moment in time. Did Are you, you know aware, about this? No. Are you aware of Hello Kitty? This is her fourth album or fifth. Oh, well, who cares after so a while? First was Let Go. Second was oh god, well, I'm I'm blanking on the name. Third was Best Damn Thing, which is Girlfriend, which I think is a great. No, album No, Best Damn well. Thing is good, but then after that she started to do the Hello Kitty song, and so she did a whole like this was post. Are you gonna play Stefani. it? Because I'll we could play, play, play it. We could play, play it. it. I think it's important that you hear it. Okay, but oh god, goodbye lullaby. She's got um And then there was also Keep Holding On from the Aragon soundtrack, which actually is a Bob. Keep holding yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that, one's that good. was like during her phase where she was married to the guy from Nickelback, right? Chad, yes, 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 yes. And yes. that was again, and she also dated Brody Jenner for a long time. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Wow. And Brody Jenner was like legit one of the hottest guys ever. Like, obviously, like well, he's Brody Jenner, whatever, but like she dated him for a long time. She, and did, I was she like, dated the Sum 41 guy. Yes, she did Derek Wibley. I think they were even married. They were they were married first, then it was Nickelback. Yeah, mm-hmm. she like had like a <laughs> really... <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. Like making an aggressive play for like the Asian Harajuku market. girls. But it was, this was after Gwen Stefani did Harajuku girls. It came out at just the wrong time, which yeah. was when it was like, as a culture, everyone was like talking about appropriation. Yeah. And so I feel like I, I kind of understand what she was trying to do and it completely failed. Yeah. And it, did, it was not executed well at all, but I'm, it is shocking. And I feel like that was when like, I don't know, like the soul sort of left the body or yeah. something. And is this what you're saying? I mean, what you just said feels <coughs> like feels the way toward it. Yeah. And, but you could see it live, like in person. That's that's even more chilling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, it was I, pretty chilling. You know, I do think that she seems like a full grown adult now. And like, you know what I mean? But she Probably just came out with back on everything. Yeah. And I mean, look, she's talented. She's really talented. Is she the same girl as the 17 year old who came out? Is she dead and replaced? Not for us to say. Not for us to say. <laughs> Only God can say. But it's the same thing as Paul McCartney. <laughs> or, as, or as all the Beatles. No, but yeah. specifically Paul McCartney. That Paul McCartney died, and this guy is just yeah. like an impersonal. <laughs> um, so you mentioned Next to Normal, and I want to ask, did you cross over with Alice Ripley, or was it Marin Maisie? So I I was an understudy when Alice was doing the show, but I did do the show with her uh-huh. yes. as an understudy. I saw Alice do it, but I believe that, was it Jennifer? Who was Jennifer Damiano. Jennifer Damiano. Yes. I did see Jennifer Damiano. A so queen. you must have been a queen on the stage. She was great. You must She's have been so in the wings or something. Like uh, you guys were roommates. Yeah. Wow. So, which is like kind of psychotic. <laughs> like it didn't feel weird for us at the time, but like I remember any time it came up and I, we mentioned that we were living together and I was her understudy, everyone was like, "Are you guys okay?" Yeah. I think but we were having sweet. a blast. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. No problem. It was so fun. That sounds great. That was an amazing show. It was pretty special. I remember I, I don't think I've ever sobbed like I sobbed when I saw that show. I mean, yeah. that the entire last like have you seen next to on stage? I, I only know the recording. I don't know. I've never seen the, show. the entire last like 15 minutes like um it's like hey number 3 uh, perfect for you that through like um, oh my God, I am the you one reprise. The sequence is making me 
honestly no. want to cry. Oh, you don't even so know. Cute. Like that was such a special show. I saw it with my friend Mackenzie Darris. We won the lottery. Actually, we, were, like we were at MIU college. We were at MIU and we won the lottery, and it was the first time we had ever even tried the lottery, and we won. We got these like. The, the like seats in the balcony like, in, like I call them the Lincoln seats like disrespectfully uh-huh. you know what I mean like those uh-huh. like the ones Jennifer was sitting in watching the opera yeah, yeah. that's where we were and I had just like such a profound emotional reaction to that show and I think Aaron Tveit had just left mm. um, so I didn't see him but it was that was like such a moment was that your Broadway debut yeah 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 that was like the first thing I ever really did on stage that's a great role oh my god it's amazing yeah i mean that'll be one of the coolest things i've ever done in my whole life for forever i mean it was just so special yeah and And did you stay with it through when Marin was there yeah what a legend she's my angel yeah um her and jason were really incredible i'm so grateful for them in that moment in my life and i like actually might cry because (laughs) oh i know i was so young and she was so warm and like smart and had great boundaries and like knew how to take care of herself and was a team player. And I feel like when you're 18 and you haven't learned how to be in an environment like that, it's really easy to learn bad habits Yes, from other people. Yeah. And so when she and Jason came in, they like fully just scooped me up and like held me through that whole experience in this way where I felt like it changed how I continued to move through my career after that because they were so amazing to me. And Jason's, I'm still very close with him and um, I'm just, yeah. Yeah, that's it. She was an amazing talent. Yeah. She really was. She was really one of the greats. And I almost feel like while she was with us, she never really got like that moment to be considered yeah. like, you know, on the level of like Patty and like, like but, but like she really was. Like, mm. and I remember there was that amazing tribute to Sondheim that they all did. And she sang Losing My Mind. Mm. And it was just so incredible. She was mwah, one of the greats. Yeah. To have someone like that display care, I think it all yes. comes down to care. Yeah. And that's a thing that is unfortunately not super baked into like, it's just like human nature, right? It's like everyone's in their own little world. Like it's hard to, in that kind of environment, reach out in this way. And, and any form it shows up in, like care is just like a yeah. very powerful thing, especially w- with what you're saying when you're, it's your first job and your first job will always be your first job. Or maybe it wasn't, was it technically your first? I mean, yeah, yeah let's just say totally. it was your, yeah. Your first job will always be your first job, and then it defines so much. Of course, it still like informs the, the way you move through your career. Yeah. yeah. And also, that show really required everyone involved to be an exposed nerve every night. Mm-hmm. Like, that was emotional. That must have been fucking tough. It was really hard. Yeah. But I also didn't even know how hard it was, because um, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when I think about it now, I'm like, I don't think I could do it mm. again. <laughs> do you want to go back to Broadway and do the stage? I would love, I would love to. Yeah, uh-huh. of course. You fucking should. You should. <laughs> you. But also, but, but also, like in theory, like everyone wants to do that, <clears throat> and then like Broadway is so different now. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like hard. There's like almost nothing. Not to say there's almost nothing out there, but like you know, it, it's, it's hard. It's figuring itself out. Yeah, especially in the new phase of like yeah. post pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're going to K-pop the musical premiere in a few days. <gasps> oh my god, that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Our friend Jason Kim like wrote it. Mm-hmm. And wow. so that'll be fun. But there's great. there's stuff out there. Have you seen the new Into the Woods? I have not. Oh, you have to go. Okay. You should be Cinderella. Oh, my oh. God. You should! Absolutely. So I actually auditioned for the film. Oh, you did? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it was like a really embarrassing experience because I was not off book with the song. So I was like... <laughs> was it for Cinderella? Was it on the steps of the palace? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the casting director was like... Uh, she like let me stumble through. That's nice. <laughs> and then she was like, so we're going to... We're gonna bring you back um, because I just sort of feel like you have to know the song better oh. um, in order to audition for this. And I was like, okay, th- thank you. <laughs> and I left. And I was like, I will not be returning. Like, I, I was never gonna get that. I think I can't even remember if I well, went back. See, I well, might have gone you. back, but I just was like, it's not gonna be me. I, I developed like a pretty intense performance anxiety. Really, in that moment in time, I actually stopped auditioning for musicals altogether because. Wow. I was struggling so much. Because you just had like a mental block? Well, I, you know, I did Next to Normal, which was very specific. It was like this pop rock musical. I never really had any formal training. I didn't, you know Mm. what I mean? So like, because the show was so popular. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And because the show was so popular and stuff, my agent at the time was like sending me in for every musical under the sun. And I was getting really intimidated because, you know, you're sitting outside and you're hearing all these people oh. sing yeah, and they're amazing and they have all these, I felt like they had all these tools that I didn't have. Yes. And I really spooked myself out. Like I would go into the room and I would forget the words or I yeah. would like crack or like my mouth was dry and I couldn't do and it. And I pushed myself for a while. I was like, just do it, just do it, just do it. And then I was like, actually, I think I'm going to take a break because I don't yeah. think I'm learning anything from this like i think the line between like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and like knowing when to protect yourself Mm -hmm. is a tricky line and i finally got to a place where i was like i'm not this isn't serving me this is actually only making me feel bad so i'm gonna take a break yeah and then realize like i also don't have to be in like every musical is not right for me right and that's okay so maybe i stop just going in for every musical because I can't. I have the opportunity to. Yes. You know what I mean. That's I, such an important, too. so important to to realize that. Yeah, to understand that. There because- was a second there where when I was like leaving college, and again, like you had no real formal training. Like I did take a couple voice lessons in college, and I was doing musical theater, but really the, it was extended through comedy. And the way I always say, like a comedian can learn to sing, and there are so many comedians that actually have great voices uh-huh. because they're committed. It's like you you mm. you knock down that boundary because you like force yourself into commitment and bravery and just think, well, I'm not the singer, so I might as well just fake it. And then you realize like you have access once you just take those checkpoints away. But then like you go into an audition scenario, like walking into fucking Telsey. It's a bad feeling <laughs> because you go in and you listen to these men just make sounds that are different from anything you can make. Like yeah. how effortless it sounds for them to like, yeah, pop mm. up into a belt. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's I like, totally it's like know. that musical theater sound. That's just like, Oh, you've never smoked a cigarette in yeah, your life. Aliens. Never even looked at yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Like Ben Platt, like oh, well, yeah. the sound he's able to make, and how quickly it's it's like I describe it as like a weapon. Mm-hmm. It's like so resonant and so effortless that I'm like, I don't even know that my body could ever do that. And then I think maybe some people are just born with a certain like way of being physically that their body can just make that sound. Mm-hmm. But you walk into Telsey and you hear that and you're like, oh, what the fuck am I yeah, doing get, here? Get me out of here. Get me out. <laughs> but you know what, Matt? You have you ha- honestly, I'm just realizing in this moment. 
you're my new Avril Lavigne. I am? What are you, what are yeah, you talking yeah. about? Yeah, because you, when we sang together, like, did the thing where you gave me permission to, like, be oh. comfortable and get outside of myself and, like, be in the moment with you, like, because your voice is truly insane. Oh, beautiful. And you're also the funniest person alive. So your your ability to do both of those things, and I could feel you doing it to the audience as well. Like, it's such a magical... I mean, both of you, honestly, can do this thing, <sighs> but you, right? But you saw... But you I experienced it, it with yeah, yeah, yeah. you in that moment. You were very And, kind. like, I'm just... It's just landing on me now that, like, you fully did that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I experience it every time we're on a stage together. It's It's comfort. It's care. Here's what I'll say is, like... This is what I would say to anyone, and you guys are being so nice, and that's so kind, but what literally hacked the whole system for me was just that all an audience wants to do is have fun. And if they're watching They you just want to have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if and if you are having fun, like I feel like everyone has fun, and I actually got that from Amy Poehler's book. Mm-hmm. It was called Yes, Please. Yeah. And I've always, Amy has always been like my person that I'm most inspired by. Like I remember when I was like 18 at NYU and closeted and knew I had to change my life. I was going to Google the person I looked up to most in the world and that was Amy Poehler. And so I Wikipedia'd her and found out everything she had ever done and like pretty much copied her. Like I signed up for UCB, auditioned for the improv classes or whatever. But when I read her book, she said something like the biggest hack or like the the advice I got that I would always give everyone else is if you are having fun, they are having fun. And so it's just this thing of like, the, I find so much joy in singing. I find so much joy in performing and also so much responsibility when people buy tickets to see a show that's like with your name on sure, it. Sure, yeah. So it's like that thing of you better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every time I go out there too, I'm, I'm fucking nervous. Like, there's, I've never been more really? afraid than, than to go lead up to my special. No, I, I was like, you saw, I was like a hermit for three weeks. But that's your process though, is that you're like, I'm gonna not drink. Like, right. I'm not gonna like have these like party, hearty nights. It was like an antisocial thing, no drinking, no smoking. Like it was like, it, which is like hard for me, someone that likes to, you know, go out and stuff. But, but it is important. Like you do have to take care of yourself so that you can be in the mental space to go out there and then give. Can I scope out a little bit? Because I think the three of us all have this thing of, I wasn't formally trained. Right. Mm. And which is, which is a thing that can, stays with you forever. Yeah. 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 Do you feel like you're over that a little bit or no? I mean, a, maybe a little bit, but mm-hmm. I, but now that you're saying that, like, I, I do feel like it's there a bit. Like, I when I found out that I was going to do The White Lotus, I was so excited for two seconds, and, and then, then I was immediately terrified. Yes, because you know everyone is going to see this. And I didn't feel like I could hang with the cat. Like, that there, there were so many amazing actors that I felt like had earned their spot and there was this part of me in my head that was like imposter syndrome you you haven't done that yet yeah but that's all it comes down to is that it is imposter syndrome clearly it does not like hamper anything for either of you it's not a thing that people think about oh matt's not formally trained why is he trying to hit that note you know like or like clearly megan you're in control of like your instrument because like in every scene i'm just like how did she do that yeah my god i'm saying this as a way to like Pet myself up a bit because I'm like that's really been like in the brain on the brain for a little bit for me. I'm like, oh, am I even now still? Oh yeah. I mean, he's in the most famous television show in the world. Well, no, I but it's, yeah, like talk about pressure. Like yeah. I can't even imagine truly. It's, yeah, but I, it's that thing where I for, I've lost the thread of like the fun a little bit, and yeah. I just kind of like, and that's purely internal. There are definitely external factors, but like 
I just gotta I just gotta get back on the fun. It's interesting that you bring that up because I was watching actually like the interviews with the whole cast. They have these really fun like feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I watch all of them. Yeah, and I love the entire cast, <laughs> so I watch all of them. But did you see it was like the three Italian actresses mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Sabrina and Patrattore who plays Valentina, Valentina the Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry, I have like a I have I have it too. What's There's something on? going around. Uh-oh. And it's not COVID. I've taken a million COVID tests a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just so everyone time knows. For that. <laughs> <laughs> a million? It's been two. Um, <laughs> and I barely have time he for rounds that. Up. He I'm rounds up. He rounds up to a million. <laughs> um, but I was watching an interview with her, and she was saying how, you know, when you're an Italian actor and then you get this big American show, that's like crazy. So, like, you felt a certain way about it. And then someone who's like, now I'm going to be on the world stage for real. And this is really going to change my career, especially in the role of the manager, which was done so yeah. to Emmy winning, you right. know, success. expert success by Murray Bartlett. And she said that she described a situation where she got to set. And she started to have a panic attack. Oh, no. And that yeah. Michael Imperioli came over to her and was like, hey, you are you are amazing. You are supposed to be here, hey, That man is a king. Oh. For anybody who wasn't sure. Showbiz legend. Truly the kindest, oh. loveliest man. You get that. Obsessed yeah. with him and his wife. They're they're amazing. Oh. Yeah. And that character, too. So I felt so heartbroken for him when he was walking on the beach on that last episode and he was Beautiful. seeing all the families. The man has a disease. <sighs> you know, know what I mean? Like I, I it really was sad. it was sad. Like, you know, like I understand like by the way, that first episode, like one of the most iconic scenes was when he gets on the phone with Laura Dern, who's playing the voice uh-huh, of the, uh-huh. the wife, and she's absolutely screaming at him. You're like what has this man done? Yeah, yeah. And then you realize, like, when you get to the end of five, like, he's really sick. Like, he's yeah. got a disease, and, like, you know, you see him struggle with it and really want to be better, but he is, he is a sex, he's a sex addict mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. the extent where, like, he is fully self destructive. And you do see him, like, angry at his father, who's F. Murray Abram, stunning. I mean, that scene with Legend. them at dinner. Oh, amazing. Okay, I watched them film that. Did you? Yeah. I, I was Masterclass. sitting at the monitor, like, Whenever I could sneak, oh, that's you were great. yeah, and yeah. Like watching Coolidge. Are you kidding me? Yeah, of course. Um, backstage pass. Yeah, I watched them do that scene, and I just cried. I was like, "How?" Yeah. And they make it just seem mm. so easy. Yeah. yeah, what he said. I loved your mother. He's like, he's like, I loved your mother. It's not that simple. And Murray Abram goes, "Yes, it is." And he just lays back. I said, "That is a film." Icon. Oscar winner. Right there. Yeah. I was like, he just, just the way the camera sat on him as he sat back in his chair too, I was like, damn, this is the shit right there. <sighs> that the, was really fucking good. Writing yeah. of this episode of five, just excellent. I still, I'm sorry I keep bringing it up, Megan. Is it? Whoopsie. Like, oh <laughs> yeah. my God. Yeah, that was iconic. Uh, it's boards. a spooky moment. I was glad that Mike also wanted it to be spooky. Yeah. Well, you are a little scary in it. You are a little scary in it. Yeah, it's a little scary. Because I also thought there was a little bit of, when you said to Aubrey, like, well, you have to do things that make you feel better. I thought you were kind of coming on to her a little bit. I thought there was a little bit of that too. Look at you. Oh my God. Like, (laughs) first of all, I fucking love Aubrey Plaza. And you know when it all changed for me? Ingrid Goes West. Have you seen Ingrid Goes West? Of course. I love that movie. Oh, She's so great. 
Oh, she's really pulling back the layers lately. I see. Lately. Apparently, the premiere it came up recently in like my Insta stories, but like <laughs> at the premiere, like Elizabeth Olsen wears the dress, and then Aubrey Plaza wears the, the same dress. I'm like, which is such so a funny, funny comment on the movie too. <laughs> and that's, no, it's no, it's totally planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a great comment. We on the movie. we almost did something sort of <laughs> like that in the scene where we go to Noto, and I'm wearing those like insane space buns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love. She that. and I were getting ready to go do that pool scene, and she buns. was like. Should I put my hair up like yours? <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> so she did. And we went down. And of course, Mike was like, I don't no. care. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was like, yes. Yeah. And then her hair, her hair person was like, I don't think you should do it. It looks bad. And uh, she was like, oh, <laughs> okay. It would have been so cute if you guys had the same hair. We just thought it was so funny. Like, maybe either Daphne did her hair what, for 100%. her. 100%. Or she was just like really trying to hop on board and was yeah. like, me too. Yeah. <laughs> it would have so said funny. so much. Oh, but wow. Doing this scene like that in the pool. I recently shot something where I had to be in the pool. In the water. Yeah. That is a lot. You're in the water for a long time. Let me tell you about shooting in the ocean. That's oh, yeah. Oh, scene. Your first scene. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Let's chat about this. So you open the series and it's like, so you're with the two Survivor contestants, which by the way, I'm a major Survivor fan. Same. So did you know I Angelina and Kara going in? Like, do you oh, know who they were? I watched that season when I got to Sicily with Adam DeMarco. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we were both completely obsessed. We would go to set and ask Mike, like, so do you really not have a toothbrush? <laughs> 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 like, we wanted to know everything. And then towards the end, because we shot that scene, like... Towards the end. Yeah. Mike was like, guess who's doing <gasps> scenes with you? I literally fangirled. They were having dinner one night. <laughs> And I was like, can I come meet them? <laughs> and they were amazing and so lovely. And they like, were great. They were great. I love them. They were them. great. One really funny thing that happened, though, was like, <laughs> Angelina, when the body gets pulled from the water, <laughs> I guess during one of the takes, she was like crying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like like to act, like an acting crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Mike went up to her and he was like, Angelina, stop crying. <laughs> he was like, you don't know this person. It's not sad. It's scary. <laughs> And she was like, okay, fine. Sorry. Like, I just was trying something. She's acting. Like, lighthearted. It was very, like, they have such a cute banter. Seeing him with them was really special. Yeah. Because I feel like they just went through this, like, really specific, crazy experience. And, yeah. like, he, they're so close, mm. you know? Like, and they still take such good care of each other. Like, I, I he's such a loyal person. Yeah. In, in my experience. Like, I think he likes to keep his people close to him, which is like so nice. But yeah, shooting in the water was like really, yeah, <laughs> it's really hard. About it. Did you do, well, did you do that a million times? One million times. Yeah. And the water's pretty warm when you first get into it. Right. But, but after a while, goes. it just doesn't matter. It's so cold and like running. So the water's really shallow. So we had to go pretty far out in order for it to be deep enough for me to like right. have enough water. Yeah. So I had to run like kind of far in to get to the beach and it was so hard. Yeah. I was getting to the beach and my knees were like buckling and yeah. I was falling. And Mike was like, I really loved how you fell. And I was like, great, because I can't not fall. Yeah. I was like, that wasn't a choice. Like my body is literally like, I'm, I'm getting out of the water and the resistance is going away and I'm like collapsing. But yeah. Body next day was a blob. Like, were you so damn sore? Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. I don't want, I don't ever want to do that. And then for you to have to like emote like discovery, shock, disgust, you know, like yeah, all that of that. Yeah, that was a lot. It was all there too. It was really good. 
It was really good. <laughs> you know, there was going to be a scene we can reveal at the end of Fire Island. There was going to be the original climax was going to be so Bowen gets on the ferry and like rides away and he's going home. And there was going to be a scene where he jumped jump off, the, off ferry the ferry and had to swim to like James Scully <gasps> in the water. Oh, and they were going to have like a romantic moment. And they had to cut it because why? Like the pH of the water was like it was too shallow for me to jump 20 feet up from from the water. And it just was putrid, rancid yeah. water. Yeah, no. and so it, it was for good reason. But I was a little bit like, oh, like, well, you're like a bummer. Moment. But then also like the logistics of having to do that, you would have been. I would have hated it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because like you—it's not just one. uh, We jump in the water and swim, and we got it on film. It's like that would have been maybe even two Two days. days. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, that's intense. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't have to go through that. Me too. Very, very glad. (laughs) Oh my god. Well, listen. Will you put the good word in for Mike White to come on this podcast? Because like. We want him. Of course. We would, like, we would give him a very good interview. Like, it would be... Like, it would, it I would, feel like we could always just ask, but, like, I feel like we need people to put it in his ear. That's always the best way to go about it, yeah. I think. I feel like he would, A, be a great guest, and B, love to talk to both of you. We just... We, we, we love like, him. Like, truly, what a treat, both uh, of you. I mean, oh, well, this has been... Seriously. We, we're obsessed, and it's not over yet. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals 
for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. We are now transitioning to our final segment, which is I Don't Think So Honey. This is that one-minute segment that we do where we take a minute to rail against something in pop culture that really is needs to be dragged, Bo. I have something. I have something, too. Okay. You go first, as is yeah. tradition. This is go first. Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So Honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The White Lotus is Portia. I'm sorry, oh but like, my God. Haley Lou, we love you, we stand, <laughs> we support the girl, and we support the girls, and we think that you are a young, rising talent, but your character <laughs> is fucking bugging me, boo. Like, oh. what do you want? Because Adam DeMarco, <laughs> guess what? Like, we saw what he did to Lucia in that last scene. Like, he could put it all oh the way God. down. So I'm sorry, but you know what? Like, don't be derp a derp if you don't want to get fucked, because you were being derp a derp and that's why he was giving you nice boy energy come forward come 30 forth, seconds like you came to leo <laughs> woodall you need to be giving we need to turn the body out give sexual energy forward portia and then uh, you would have gotten fucked uh, by albie and everyone wants to get fucked by the king i want to get fucked by the king 15 dad. seconds albie with his curly hair and his beautiful skin <laughs> i am absolutely obsessed <laughs> and you know he's got that fuck Five boy seconds. energy because his father and his grandfather Father, we're fuck boys OG. I don't think it's any Portia. Also, Jennifer minute. Coach isn't even that bad of a boss. That there, you, I would never want to. I wouldn't want to be her. Assistant. Excuse me though. <laughs> like I was watching her in the last episode, and like Jennifer Coolidge goes over to her, and, and like Tanya says to Portia, like you're having sex on the boat, aren't you? Like work, and then walks away. And I'm like, what's bad about this boss? She took you to Italy. She said you don't even have to work. Just go do whatever your thing is. Just stay at the resort. And you're crying and upset and mad. Get over yourself, girl. <laughs> If I showed up as her assistant and then the first thing she says to me in the lobby is, you got to get lost. I'm like, I'd be like, what am I supposed to do? No, I'd be like, perfect. Okay. And you know she makes six figures. No. I'm sorry, but as the assistant to Tanya. Oh, to, to, to like a wealth. Yeah, to like an old money person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got half a billion dollars, I think. Yeah. I, probably- I think she's got like, that's, the, that's like part of the thing, right? Uh, yes, yes. And so, yeah, six figures, maybe. I would venture to guess like 90 grand. <laughs> Just shy of sex. Okay, so she needs some more income. She needs but, some more But income. the fact is, like, you're in Italy on vacation, and then she tells you get lost. And, she, like, she's telling you to stay in your room, which is the only thing you're not supposed to do in Sicily. Yeah, but guess what? Then she didn't stay in her room, and she's not fired. <laughs> right, right. You know right. what I mean? I'm just, like, hesitating yeah, to see. Yeah, but guess what? Who's out and about? She is. She is. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I'm just saying, like, Portia, Portia. I just, I don't like the way she's doing Albie. Yeah, oh yeah, we love Albie. Of course, Albie is a sweet, sweet boy. I'm I waiting for it. the turn with him, though. I'm, you know what I think? Is a lot of happen. people think he's the killer. That's what people are saying. Yeah. I will say, first season, I wasn't really thinking about who the killer would be. Second, this season, I'm going. Oh, the tension is being so perfectly dialed up for everybody that I'm like, it could be any of them, and that's the fun of the mystery. Ooh, I'll tell you what I hated. I hated Ooh. when um. 
when Cameron touched Harper's leg, mm. I hated that. Revolting. And Dark. what bothered me the most was that I think Harper liked it a little bit. And then I was putting myself in Harper's shoes and I was like, ugh, that is that fucking douchebag that is like, oh, like, why are you making me think about he's, this? He's very good at playing that guy. He's that great. kind of person. Theo. He's so good. Excellent. He's, so good. And he's British, I didn't realize. Or Australian? He's British and yeah. so is Will. And so is Will. Well, let me tell you. Like, the accent work is... The accent mwah. work is... Mwah. It's very good. Perfect. And they're both gorgeous <laughs> men. Truly. Ugh. Very handsome. The whole cast... Buttes. Period. Buttes. All around. Well, that's how I feel about Miss Portia. <laughs> I have a non-White Lotus... One. That's actually fine. Okay. We've talked so much about it. <laughs> so this is Bell and Yang's I Don't Think So Honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Paper towels and bathrooms that are stacked on the tray yes. loose. Oh, yeah, that's yes. so bad. You have to pull down. Because otherwise, the only choice you have to make with wet hands is grab too many. Yes. No one has the wherewithal to only pluck one or two, which is all you really need. But everyone gets a little greedy in the bathroom no one no one is above it Rule of culture. no one is above it that is the human condition it's got to be in the dispenser so you can only pull down seconds. you have to only be able to pull down on the paper towel you cannot grab up do you know what i'm saying yes, am i making I sense yes I we do. have Absolutely. to fix this this is yeah. this is single-handedly going to kill the planet 15 seconds. it's not billionaires it's not corporations it's us <laughs> it's individuals in the bathroom grabbing stacks and stacks of PTs and we got five seconds we, and, and we're, there's no overcoming it in the human nature of it and that's one minute you know what else is annoying when you with wet hands go into the thing or grab from the side and then you leave you, and like you realize you've made the the, the whole stack wet wet with your own germs yeah and, and so then go. other people will <laughs> 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 yeah and another thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> if a bunch of paper towels are all wet then you probably are going to take all those wet paper towels and throw them out and waste them and then make a mess when you're drying your hands and it's just this cyclical exactly. thing. Get them off the tray, away from the sink, put them in the dispenser. Yeah, but then I'm going to say something else. So you want to just bypass the paper towels altogether and go to the, the, hair, the, 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 dryer, the dryer. But now the dryers nowadays are not cut and dry. It's not just a hole that you put your hands under and they go. It's like those weird like the verticals, the, the diagonal ones, the Dyson mm -hmm. ones. Where am I supposed to put my hands to activate this? I'm like this. I'm like doing <laughs> the fucking I'm, I'm voguing, I'm voguing, in, front I'm of voguing the... in front of it trying to get my hands dry. It's like, it's, this is me with my hand, like trying to get the electric soap thing to yes. work. And uh. I'm like, am I crazy? And then you start moving from sink to sink, just like moving your hands under the thing, hoping that it will come out. I mean, what are we? What are we supposed to do? What are we doing? Also, automatic toilet flushers. No, thanks. I got it. No, thanks. <laughs> You're, I can take care of this you're myself. Missing, you're missing your cue, hun. Yeah, hello. Get the stage manager in here. And then, if, if, like, of course, they all have the little button, which I'll tell you, I did not realize. I thought when it was an oil automatic flusher, there was not an option to flush yourself. I also just learned this. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had happy. many anxious moments in public restrooms where I'm like, I'm going to walk out of here. And it's going to be my <laughs> The toilet ruin. has not flushed. Yeah. <laughs> and someone is waiting. Yeah. And I can't and stay here anymore, so yeah. I just have to go. Bye. Ooh. And then you run out. <laughs> but you have to wash your hands you have to wash and your then hands. that's an obstacle oh my god oh my god I remember when that was a whole plot point in Grey's Anatomy season 2 by the way she just announced she's done I know good did you hear her. that yeah, good it's for time her. to walk away at 19 yeah. seasons Ugh, love that woman listen one of the best episodes of television was what was Callie didn't wash her hands she's a surgeon oh so funny. that was big drama that was peak Grey's when it was dramedy when it was kind of a comedy kind of a drama mm. were you ever on Grey's 
I was never on Why it. did I think you guest starred on Grey's? I love that. Um, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> Biggest compliment. You give guest starred on Grey's energy. Yeah. Well, I think I saved all of my guest star wish energy for SVU. Oh, I see. Yes. So, and yeah. wait, were you multiple times? Just once. Just once. Was it a good one? Was it, it juicy? It was a very good one. What was it? I had a chess piece <gasps> that said, one wild ride. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. And a kid. Yes. Damn. Who are your scene partners? Mariska? Who, yeah. It was Mariska. Period. Oh, wow. Amazing. And what? Kelly. And oh, Kelly yeah. is a legend. What yeah. is What is the Mariska vibe? A queen. Yeah. She was so lovely to me. She also is deeply funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. I buy that. I was buy like that. ripping jokes all day, which is kind of genius when you think about it. It's probably a very necessary thing for her. Oh, otherwise, you'll yeah. The show is so, so dark. heavy and dark. Um, She just had everybody cracking up the whole day, and she was just great. Lovely. Yeah. Well, now we're going to crack open a new I Don't Think So Honey with Megan. Are you, do you have a topic? You have a topic. I do. I'm nervous that I can't speak about it for a minute, but let's see what happens. No, no, you're going to do it. People find that they have so much more to say than they ever could think about these things that nag at them. A little controversial. I talked to my friend Shelby about it on my way here. It's the best. She disagrees with what I'm about to say. Okay, well, that's good. May or may not be the end of our friendship. We love love discord. We love discourse. Discord and discourse. Yeah. Title of (laughs) app. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not. All right. <laughs> this is Megan Faye's I Don't Think So Honey. Her time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Hot coffee. Oh! Okay. Dragon. Go, no, please. Because I wanted an ice and he gave me hot and I was like, yeah, I'll just take it. No, a, a hot coffee is a scam. Yeah. Hot coffee is <laughs> never hot. Yeah. What? And beyond that, as a society, <laughs> we do nothing to support coffee being hot. Have you ever been in a restaurant and asked for a hot coffee and had it served to you in a device that is meant to help that thing stay hot. No. The only thing it's supposed to be is hot. And they're giving us paper mugs. Uh, they're yeah. giving us glass, whatever. No. Porcelain, nothing. Seconds. It doesn't keep it yes, hot. Yes. I, I always get iced coffee because it comes cold and it stays cold. And I like to know what I'm in for. And you're uh, an ally. It seconds. sounds really great, but this coffee that I have right here was warm for 15 seconds, yep. and now it's not even cold. It's like tepid. It's disgusting. This is, Makes me this is freezing up. cold. Five yeah, seconds in exactly. My so I think that America runs on Duncan, but does it? <laughs> that's <laughs> one minute. That's a rule of culture. Uh, America, is that rule of culture number one number is that again? Six. Six. America, America runs, runs on, on Duncan, Duncan, but does, does it? it? Ben Affleck found dead. All right, wait. This actually is a huge this moment because huge. now you're a true ally because as we know, gay people are iced coffee. And so that's something important to say. And also, <laughs> I want to reveal something. So when I was younger, when I was a little boy, when I was in sixth grade, my science fair experiment was what type of um, container would keep something hot or cold the longest. Okay. The Very answer? Important. Styrofoam. And well, if you drink out of styrofoam, not... you're going to get sick and you're going to poison the environment. Everything else, the results were so bleak. Hot things became cold very quickly. <laughs> so fast. So fast. And yeah. that's the thing with hot. It becomes cold. It becomes cold. You know <laughs> that's what? The thing that's with the thing hot. with that's hot. That's a real number seven. That's the thing with hot. It becomes cold. cold. My thing lately, just one little shot of espresso 
you take it to the head, and then it, you don't have to worry about it cooling or anything. Yeah, it's oh just hot. God. That's so European. It's very Italian. I, it's very Italian, and I, and I kind of feel it feels right. Y- even if I drink coffee, I don't know if it's really hitting the receptors anymore. Yeah. Well, now that we're used to cold brew, I think it's time to move on. I really do. From cold brew as a culture, why? It's, it's driving us crazy. Oh, well, honey, I knew that. If I, I have two, I'm a killing machine. There you go. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Why, yeah, why is it like lighter fluid? Like what yeah. is happening with the caffeine level? Someone said to me yesterday, I'm on my second cold brew and I looked down at my phone. It was 9.45 a.m. Like, I'm just, like, what? No one's ever like, I'm glad I did that. No, when I didn't know what cold brew was, when I didn't know it was different than iced coffee, <laughs> I once drank two like in a row. I thought I was on Molly. Do you have Molly. a panic attack? I, I felt like I was on Molly. I felt like I was fucking, no. you know, the boys in White Lotus. Yeah. The well, boys. that's a great way to process two cold brews. I think if I did that, <laughs> I would start like sweating and crying it was, and shaking. It, it was like that. I mean, it was, it was like a not good experience. And I was like, oh, okay, can't do that again. Now I understand. Like, I just didn't realize. I thought that cold brew was a new name we were giving iced coffee. That's what no, I thought. No, 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 no. I was wrong. You were deeply wrong. Can we talk about really quickly because you just you brought up the boys on Molly. I'm obsessed with the girls, but Sabrina or uh, Simona, sorry, Simona Tabasco, yeah. Lucia. Yeah, I just, she's, she's she's really star. She is tearing excellent it up. star. Just alive in every moment. Also, like, not for nothing, but like she didn't speak much English when she started the show. And I hate that I'm thinking about this, but I'm like I couldn't give uh, I, if I was acting in a different in a, in a language that I did not speak that well. I don't know that I would be able to like give it this. Like, that's the thing that's so impressive about right. her presence and what she brings to the character. Because I can't even imagine how difficult that yeah. would have been for her. Like yes. nobody in her family speaks English. Wow, she learned so much. And even just like when I saw her for the premiere, she's uh-huh. like so good. Uh, yeah, I mean she's and just like as an actress, like watching her i'm just like you've got the special thing where like you just walking across the frame is like effective like it just does something she's alive in every moment there was a moment where she went over to the bar to order a drink and just the way that she was behaving i was like this girl is really in her body like yeah yeah, she's really alive in every moment the two of them together are hilarious amazing and like so cute story they are really close friends in real life they're on like an italian show together oh they put each other on tape for their respective (gasps) roles oh my god i can and mike had no idea and cast them without knowing. And that then they both so got it. Fun. Isn't that so sweet? That's so nice. They put each other on tape for it. Yes. I could cry. I know. Wow. But you know what? So I think sweet. I remember I remember I think they might have mentioned that in the interview that I was watching with Sabrina because they were all sort of like talking about how the Italian style of acting is actually very different from the yeah. American style of acting. The Italian style of acting is more like you really play give an emotion, an emotion yeah, and yeah, you yeah. give like a picture. Whereas like the American style of acting is obviously like, you know, we're really delving into the being and the living as the person, yeah. you know, it's just different in Italy. Right. And so this was a different opportunity for them because it was they nail it all. Of them. Yeah. And I'm saying like, there's so much going on under the surface mm-hmm. and I'm just like really having a blast watching them. I'm super excited for the three of them. I really, I am yeah. too. It's really cool. And you know, what's interesting. You say that she didn't speak English that well, because even in this interview that I watched of them, like there was a couple of times that she just starts speaking Italian because you can tell she's not comfortable with the mm-hmm. language. And it's funny because on the show, it seems like 
her character Lucia is more comfortable speaking English than Mia.、Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, that actress whose name is Beatrice. Yeah, Beatrice. Yes,、yeah, she's stunning. So good. She actually speaks the most perfect English. She does. But in、yeah. the show, she has a hard time speaking yeah, English. I, yeah. Excellent. Isn't、yeah. that interesting? Yeah. But it's, 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 it's a character choice. It's like Lucia is a bit more like yeah. freewheeling, and then Mia is a little bit more like. It's probably because she's had to enterprise a lot with American guests. Right. You know exactly. I mean?、yeah. like, exactly. And, so, and we were also talking about how we love the depiction of sex work in the show as just something that these people do.、Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like shamed in any way. Even the American. Guests, like, of course, they refer to them as hookers, like, whatever. There's still that, like, little bit of whatever. But the show is very, like, these are girls that this is what they do for a living.、Mm-hmm. They're, they're not ashamed of it. And of course, like, later on in the season, you see that their reality is a little dark, like, with whoever,、right. Alessio, who was ever, like, managing the their street, operation.、Yeah. But, like, it's a very respectful portrayal. Yeah. I don't think Mike is commenting on it. Yeah. No. They're just characters.、Yeah. Whose job is yeah, in, in sex work. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. yeah. I, so I think that's unique. You know, it's not like they don't exist to comment on that dynamic. There's、yeah. no commentary, which is great. And also, what's, what I love is that those characters seem to be the bridge for all of the people, for all the characters. Like they're the ones who have the most mobility in terms of like、totally. the amount of the different groups.、And、yeah. Like, that's it's such a great. Yeah. Way of storytelling in, in this season that we're obsessed, Megan. Yeah, we, they, we, I texted Bill and I'm like, the characters are overlapping. I'm like, it's happening. I'm so excited. Like, the way that everyone is now, because I've been waiting for that. And it's also like a beautiful slow burn. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Excellent. You know who I really think, though, is going to be like the breakout of the whole thing is Leo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fully, I think、Brutal. he's going to be like James Bond. For、someday. sure. Do you know what I mean? He、oh, yeah. has he's, that. He's, he's got it too. Yeah. He has an effortless sex appeal charm on camera. He pops his like, beautiful light eyes. I like, mean. He's absolutely stunning. Yeah. I mean. And also, it's like if there was going to be a character that like, pulls you away, again, perfect casting. Of course it's You、him. know what I mean? It's like if, if, I, if I'm with someone and like, dating them every single day of a trip and then that guy comes in. Yeah, who's not leaving with that guy? Literally,、totally. watch me be Portia and then I don't think so any myself. <laughs> yeah, take it back. Like, take I might have to take it back. I get it. Like, you're a human woman, girl. Like, <laughs> come on. It is unbelievable. Anyway, The White Lotus is obviously airing on HBO. You can stream it via HBO Max. Is it Sunday nights? Sunday、yes. nights. Yeah, Sunday nights. And the fucking breakout star is Megan Fahey. And we're so excited that, you're, that you, you came、so、on the show. And、coming. like, everyone's going to be so excited. Are you kidding me? This was so fun. You guys are. Unbelievable. I thank you for having me. And you know that we we didn't even talk about how we literally met at Vulture Fest like several years Stop, ago. Did wait, you remember wait, wait, that? We interviewed the Bold Type cast. We interviewed you guys. Wait. Yeah,、what? that was us.、Yeah. We, were the, we were the video we were the interviewers from, from Vulture. 2018. This was after the、oh、Royal. This after、God. Meghan Markle got married. The day <gasps> that Meghan Markle got married. It was when we met you, <laughs> Asia, and, and Katie. Katie. Yeah. Oh my God. That was us. That was us. Wow. And we didn't even talk about how I met you at Betty Who's concert at the Fonda.、Oh, yes,、and、that I did remember. That was the night I got with Jared. Yeah, this is so funny. History, personal <laughs> Just, history. It's all a very small world. Love it. We adore. And thank、Love、you so you much、guys. for being here.、Thank、and we、you. end every episode with a song. Is there anyone trying to find me? <laughs> Will somebody come, come take me home? It's, it's a, a day. Trying to figure out this life. Won't you take me by the hand, take me somewhere? You don't know who you are, but I. Now, if you want.
want to hear Avril absolutely wail the final chorus, and we will give her credit on this one. Listen to the album Let Go by Avril Lavigne. Bye. Bye. <laughs>